We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 82. I'm Rando. And I'm Corey. And this is the Severe Storms in Branson edition. Uh, I, I've got to tell everybody, uh, admittedly, that uh, there is severe weather in the area uh, tonight, especially around the Joplin area and Oklahoma. As we record this. Uh, yeah, so so this is going to be kind of a, a disjointed, maybe a shorter podcast because what's what's happening is we're watching radar and watching these warnings pop up, and we've got to get to the site uh, because that's what makes us who we are. We want to get stuff out there immediately. That's how we make the big bucks? Yeah, 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 our big bucks. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> yeah, let me know when that happens. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, but, but the the funny thing is, is this morning. Uh, and and all the models were saying this, and some of the some of the weather TV guys and and all the discussions and everything. Uh, little storm complex uh, developed around Kansas City. Uh, it turned severe, and all of the short term models were taking it into central Missouri and just kind of dissipating. And it kept developing to the south, and it kept turning, and it kept. First, it started aiming towards Springfield, then it started aiming towards us. And it, yeah, and it kept going, and it kept going, and it kind of broke off. Didn't didn't you read somewhere or somewhere? It broke said? off right before it hit Springfield. Okay, so, so one of them kind of went little Springfield. System. Yeah, it was his own little cell, discrete supercell is what they call it. Okay, so you know you have to watch those. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Anytime you get a discrete supercell, and what that means is it's just one thunderstorm by itself. That doesn't have any friends around it. It's just one little cell. And those are the little buggers, okay, that can produce those, you know, EF3, 4, and 5 tornadoes if the conditions are right. You just, but we call them discrete supercells. Uh, if you've heard us talk about that before. Uh, but this one just kind of broke off. I mean, the actual frontage, the frontage kind of went in central Missouri and just kind of eh, to St. Louis or whatever. But this one, like you just said, it just kind of broke off and went towards Springfield. I was in Springfield today, I must tell you. I was visiting my mother. Today is her birthday. Oh. Yes. So I went to celebrate with her birthday and I told her for her birthday, there's going to be a whole bunch of severe weather coming on. So, <laughs> uh, fortunately, I went up there early. I got up there. We went. We uh, were going to get some Arby's, so I went and got some Arby's. And I had my computer because you and I were talking on the way up there. It's like you know this thing is not backing down, and severe thunderstorm warnings kept getting closer and closer and closer. Well, I mean, I, I got up this morning and I was all set to go for some severe weather tonight. You know, this evening into tonight, and who knows how late. Mm-hmm. Wasn't expecting 
anything else coming through the day. And then you were on your way to Springfield, and you said, oh, by the way, there's an MD out, which is a mesoscale discussion, which pretty much tells us before a watch is issued that one may or may not be issued. So I thought, what? And it was kind of disappointing for me because I thought, A, I'm going to be manning the site by myself for a while because you're going to Springfield. <laughs> and B, this is going to take the juice out for our, our round that I was expecting tonight. That's what I was thinking, yeah. So, you know, and, and, and maybe it did. I don't know. Storms aren't here yet. So, uh, but there are some storms out there along that cold front. The yeah. second round number two. Round two, yeah. And, and matter of fact, we're, we are recording just a little bit later. It's nine thirty-two right now. Uh, we did a live cast on Facebook just because we had a uh, tornado warning in uh, southeast Kansas in Cherokee County, and then that was translating into the the, the, the Joplin area. Can't talk. The, the, the Joplin area, but it wasn't tornadic, uh, just severe, what do they say, two-inch hail or something like that? It was just yeah. nuts. And we got another one closer to Miami, between Miami and Seneca right now, two-inch hail. Yeah, with, right with before pretty we, good we rotation. So as we record on Monday night, that's what we're yeah. watching on radar. I got I got all my computer screens up here. And oh, he's, he's got computer screens. If we need to go live at any time, we can go live you know, uh, uh, on the yeah. Facebook site. Uh, yeah, I know we still got all the steps. And what's funny is we started right. We started the, the podcast, and I said, you know, my, my normal, you know, welcome back to the Storm Dark Weather podcast. And it, just at that point, they dropped that tornado warning for close to Miami. And he says, wait, 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 wait. So we had to stop and back up again. So that's why I'm saying this could be kind of, you know, if you need to actually. You know, if something drops and you need to do it, then I'll just try to find something to talk about. But anyway, the severe weather today, um, it wasn't, I mean, it was, some of it was damaging. I mean, I was kind of surprised. We had some reports of trees down. One of them was uprooted, and it was here in Branson. Did you see that? I, I saw, uh, is that the one picture where a tree fell on her on the, the gal's house? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I can't remember what road it was on, but yeah. No, I, I can't remember, but man. And we, we have to stress, I mean, we, we love the damaged pictures, Um we have to tell you the National Weather Service does watch our pages. All of us weather enthusiasts around here, we've got several uh, weather enthusiasts that uh, sp- uh, spread the information, uh, d- disseminate, I guess is the, the better word, of all the information from the National Weather Service, and they watch us. And if we anybody does something that, that is incorrect or wrong, they will message us and tell us to to correct it. They don't message us, though. They've never messaged us, so <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Wait a minute, I gotta... There, okay, I gotta get that. Yeah, so we, we did... <laughs> so far, but you know, like, like we said, we are a Weather Ready Nation ambassador, and anything that comes down the wire from them, uh, it's immediately uh, disseminated to you guys, and we rarely throw our own opinion in and if we do we tell you this is our opinion this is what we are thinking um well we did tonight yeah yeah we were watching a cell uh really honest with everybody we were watching that cell in cherokee county and it was wrapping up and the tvs was there and we waited and we waited uh and no tornado warning and i i was talking to some of the other uh, you know, weather guys around here, and they're like, "Well, we we're not sure why they're doing it, either, not warning it either." And then suddenly, about fifteen minutes later, 
bam, there goes the tornado warning. But we were just watching on velocities. But, you know, any of us cannot, we do not have the authority to issue an official tornado warning, severe thunderstorm warning, whatever. We can tell you what we see. And then when the National Weather Service, which is the official place, when they do it, then we can disseminate it to you. So I just had to clear that but up. But we can track rotation all we want. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we know how to look at radar, and we can tell you what we are seeing. And usually it's what everybody else is seeing, too. So anyway, we did that. Uh, oh, I got to tell you, Corey, I don't know. Do you have your rain gauge set up at your house? Yes. Okay. It's been <laughs> yes or no. <laughs> well, I tell you. I got, okay, so, so let me back. I was, I was up at my mom's. All right. We had our Arby's. Uh, I'm getting really into disc golf now. Did you say Arby's? I went to Arby's. Mm. We had Arby's. That sounds mm. good right now, actually. It really does right now, yeah. Regular roast beef. She likes the onion rings. And I like the potato yeah. cakes. Oh, it was nice. So we did that. That was her birthday, her birthday lunch or whatever. And then I, I'm really heavy into disc golf right now. I'm really getting into disc golf. I've discovered there are tons of places around Branson that are disc golf courses, and I'm, I'm discovering those. So I wanted to tell my mother that I'm into that, and I brought all my disc golf stuff up, and uh, we were out there throwing the disc. And while we were throwing the disc, the sky was getting a little bit darker in the northwest, and all of a sudden, that low rumble of thunder was going on. It's like, you know, Mom, I need to check stormed our weather because Corey, you were running the side <laughs> yeah. doing my thing. And all of the sudden we got back to the porch and uh, a severe thunderstorm warning was issued for Springfield. So I told mom, I got to go. And I and got, they were issuing way in advance today with those first, uh, first yeah, drive. they really were. Cause I mean, they would, the, the watch indicated the possibility of 75 mile an hour winds and two inch hail. So I, I didn't get a whole lot of hail reports, though. Did you? I, I, I haven't seen a lot of hail reports. I got some hail here in Branson, but it was slightly larger than peace. Now, wait a minute. Now, when I was going up there, the first severe thunderstorm watch just went down basically to Highway 60, right? It was yeah. just and then Springfield they, Joplin. They, they expanded it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, later in the day, all of a sudden you texted me. and It's like now it's down to, to Branson. It's like, oh, crap. And. I think they were not expecting that. That's why I was saying those models this morning. They were just like me then. Uh, no, I don't think any of us were. Uh, the models, the forecast grid, everything was pointing to the, you know, that complex in Kansas City, kind of going to central Missouri. And we had that one little cell, that one little bugger that just kind of went. And then I got back home. And as, and as soon as I got back home, yeah, I tried to set up really quick and I went live. That was my first live. And I just kind of didn't really completely know what I was doing. I mean, I just rolled in, you know, I had to look at the, uh, the storm prediction center. I had to look at the radar and try to get all this stuff. But I think we got the information out there. Uh, well, I got on weather nation again today. Hey, we got some weather nation. Discuss stuff. that while I do some stuff. over there. Oh, okay. You got some more stuff. Yes. Weather nation. I was at the school Branson. Oh. Uh, well, it's Buchanan elementary. Okay. Kindergarten through fourth grade. And I think, most of the people waiting in line went to hundreds of cars were Stormdar fans because all we got so many pictures from the school pickup line today. That's awesome. That's awesome. But my video was on Weather Nation. Third time in eight days, and we're pretty proud of that. 
Uh, very, very proud of that. I mean, today was the with the outflow boundary, right? And then a few days ago was a rainbow. I think you did the rainbow, and I'm not rainbow. Oh, and then there, there was that really wild outflow boundary moving across Taney Como. And you know what? Uh, Shara sent me that because that was when uh, Shara was here a week or two ago, and uh, she did send me that video. And it's not a time lapse; it's an actual video of the. Uh, fog being lifted off of the uh, of Taney Como and up the hill and across the road. It was. I need amazing. to head over there every now and when I know that there's one coming because the passage of of the outflow boundary over Taney Como is what causes that fog. And I wonder if it's not like that a lot. You know, I don't know. I, it was I do. simply amazing. It was it was something yeah. a sight to see. And and think about it. This August, especially this year. We have had quite a few of these incredible outflow boundaries come through, which I'm kind of surprised because normally you see, you know, two or three of those in a year, maybe, and we've seen three or four of them in a month around here. So, so things are actually, you know, changing and all of this really, yeah, I, okay, okay, this is the end of, of August. We're supposed to be like 89 degrees with humidity of 5,000%. Um, we're going to have some really, really nice weather after this cold front moves through. I mean, the cold front's moving through now, uh, and that's what we're watching on radar, and we're trying not to be distracted from it, uh, but I'm going to have to be distracted. Oh, boy. There's still rotation, Corey, on that. Uh, well, the, the warning's been canceled, the tornado warning, so. Well, I'm seeing a huge rotation. Oh, this this over, what radar are you looking at over there? I'm at velocities on Springfield. Springfield. Uh in Miami. I'm on Tulsa. Yeah, it, yeah. Nah, go go back to Springfield. Um anyway, so our viewers they probably don't know what we're doing. We are constantly monitoring the weather situation for you guys. But uh, lots of places are in severe thunderstorm warning. Uh, for for tonight. Oh, and when that thing came through today, uh, that's why I was backing up, you know, uh uh, back in Springfield, when uh, they popped that severe thunderstorm warning for Springfield, and I told my mother, like, I got to go because she knows I'm stormed our weather. Well, we are stormed our weather, but, you know, she has her friends. She doesn't me. ask questions. She doesn't ask questions. I'm her son. I'm stormed our weather. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, I know it's your birthday, uh, Mom. I know it's your birthday, yes. <laughs> But duty calls. I, I know. Did, she, you, did you have like a, a theme song playing in the background? And no, no, but but I did have my laptop up there, and I was explaining everything. I was trying to explain to her what a, a correlation coefficient was, which is really, if if you don't understand radar, I mean, it, it's really hard to explain. <laughs> I said I, I tried to explain to her like correlation coefficient is it sends a beam out, and then it sends a beam back. And everything should be on a kind of a uniform plane. But if you have like a tornado that is picking up debris and it's got stuff in the middle of it, when you send that signal out, then the signal doesn't come back. And what happens is it creates like a little hole in the signature as it comes back. And that's how you can tell that, that there's probably a tornado occurring, which you probably heard this phrase before, a debris signature, which is that hole. Uh, there was not a hole. I did not see a debris signature. But uh, like I said, we just went out and played disc golf. But anyway, I was going back. And once I got home, 
uh, went and put my trash can. I did the live cast because I wanted to get everybody up to speed on what was going on. Put the trash can in. And all of a sudden, it opened up the rain. Now, I got to tell you, the rain that happened first was not from the main batch. Because when I was driving back to Branson... There was some big storm developing to the southwest of Branson, which was not the main line. The main line was well north of it Branson. It was impressive, but just looking at it from a distance, though, I saw some lightning. Oh, it was it beautiful. Very impressive, because I couldn't see the main line coming yet. That was the first I could see. Uh-huh. But then that main line came pretty quickly, so. Oh, yeah. And it, it, it I mean, when I say it opened up and poured, that is an understatement. I can't, I mean, I don't, I always say this every time that it rains extremely hard, but I could barely see across the street. And it was like 20 minutes of just, just 15 or 20 minutes. Well, I was still at school picking up my daughter in kindergarten. I shot the video for Weather Nation, and that was before the rain hit because the gust front was coming up, you know. Right. But I didn't get out of the parking lot before the rain hit, and I had to pull over. Oh. Nobody could see. So you couldn't even see either. No, I couldn't. I see mean, anything. you couldn't see anything. See, that was crazy. But then, of course, you know, every, everybody knows because I always complain about it. My driveway clogs up, so I have Lake, you know, Lake Luna going on out there. So after that fifteen or twenty minutes, then all the rain kind of slowed down, and then it quit. I went out there in fifteen or twenty minutes. I got an inch and a half that's of what, rain. That's what I got when I got home because I didn't. <coughs> Excuse me, I didn't go straight home. Oh yeah, I went to uh, the Walmart parking lot and just parked it and was manning the. I had all my computers in the van. I didn't want to drive. While of course you did. <laughs> so, yeah. but I, I the sun was starting to come out and I thought, man, that's gonna be making an awesome rainbow. But the sun never really came out, so right. I was in position just in case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, I got home after the rain had stopped and I had an inch and a half. So yeah, in in fifteen or twenty minutes. Yeah. So think about that. Take an inch and a half times four. That's six inches. If that if it had rained for a solid hour at that rate, there would have been six inches an hour. And, and that, that would have uh, caused some problems if it would have kept going. Well, I'm if sure it was slower moving anyway. Yeah, and I'm sure it caused some problems in town too. I mean, not not only my driveway, but it's just when you get rain that intense, it is. Oh my gosh! I was like, "What?" <laughs> and it's getting more intense with each year. We we get that climate change. We get the temperature warming. Warmer air can hold more moisture. When you have and more moisture means more energy. More energy more means more intense storms. More intense storms mean heavier rainfall amount. It's just it's just a big cycle. It's just, it's just a big cycle. Uh, and speaking of more intense storms. Uh, we got us a hurricane, well, not a hurricane, but a tropical storm Dorian that's in the Atlantic right now. And it's uh, wreaking havoc. And unfortunately, and I do say unfortunately, it's headed toward uh, Puerto Rico. And it's headed towards, I think it's in Lesser Antilles now, but Puerto Rico. Um, and by the time it gets to Puerto Rico, it's forecasted to be a minimal hurricane. And that is ungood we do not need that happening uh what this is telling us though is now that, that the tropics are yeah, kind of wanting to bubble up a little bit so um 
So what I have here, okay, you're showing me something. Oh gosh. Well, we. I'm showing you what it looks like rotation. On well, a I'm looking at it storm. too. Look at Tulsa, Narcissa, West of. Oh yeah. South oh my Alabama. gosh. They've got a tornado warn that soon. Well, uh, let me get through the tropics. We'll take a break and then we can we can do some more stuff. But um, yeah, I, but yeah, Wednesday morning, uh, the uh, it's supposed to be a hur- Dorian is supposed to be a hurricane. Uh, Puerto Rico is in line, but it, but it's on its way to the Bahamas, so um, it's supposed to kind of diminish before it gets back to the Bahamas. And and I got to tell you, the past few few days, the National Hurricane Center, it's been going. Uh, uh, first, they said it was going to be a big old hurricane, and then and then diminish before it got to the Bahamas. Then the next day, it said, "Yeah, it may may not even be getting to a hurricane." So, so a tropical storm. So today, it's like minimal hurricane. Regardless, it is supposed to strengthen. So uh, if we get to Puerto Rico, probably by Wednesday, we're going to really be watching that. And then uh, by the time it gets to the Bahamas, go down. And also Tropical Depression 6 is out there east of the U.S. Uh, It poses no threat to land, but it's going to kind of meander out there a little bit. And uh, then go up to, I think, Nova Scotia or something, you know, become extra tropical pretty quick. Um, not expected to be a hurricane, but again, what that's doing is kind of telling us tropics are kind of bubbling, which is different because in the Eastern Pacific, we had Ivo, Evo, I-V-O, uh, uh, but now Ivo's gone and there's nothing. And in the Central Pacific, there's absolutely nothing going on. So now all this is transferring from the Pacific is now transferring over to the Atlantic. And we got to say that the uh, peak hurricane uh, season is about that second week of September, and we're quickly approaching that second Well, week we got year. rid of all that Saharan sand. The, we did. The, the dust. And that's why you're getting more activity. And that's what's going to happen when you have that warmer oceans, warmer atmosphere. Uh, it's really going to kick in and get that hurricane season, get that tornado season just really kicking along. Yeah, we still are below normal in hurricane well i would say below normal but this is the week when the big ones are supposed to be happening that's when katrina hit you know right in, in, right in august 24th i think but uh now that we got that saharan desert out of the way maybe we're gonna start seeing more it looks uh, like we may uh, probably i mean i gotta i gotta check all the all the parameters and stuff. I mean, it's going to be cooler here, but again, those ocean temperatures are like 85 degrees and it's just perfect. Well, I think it's about time to get to the weather school and it is all about warnings, all the different types of warnings that the National Weather Service can issue and what they mean and how you can be safe. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed Our Weather School. This week, we're going to talk about the types of warnings issued by the National Weather Service, their criteria, and how they could save your life.
There are dozens of types of warnings that can be issued by the National Weather Service. They are all issued for a reason and should not be ignored. It's important to note that watches and warnings are not the same thing. Weather watches are issued to give the public a heads-up that a particular weather hazard is possible. A warning is issued when a weather hazard is occurring or is about to occur and you need to take the appropriate actions immediately to protect your life and property. In the convective category, the most obvious is the tornado warning. This one is self-explanatory in that a tornado has either been sighted by spotters or a public official, or one is in the making and being detected on radar. Tornadoes can occur quickly, and sometimes the lead time is less than 10 minutes. So, if a tornado warning is issued for your community, then damaging weather is imminent and you should go directly to your safe spot until the warning has either expired or has been canceled. Next, the severe thunderstorm warning. The criteria for a severe thunderstorm warning is either hail one inch in diameter or greater, or wind speeds in excess of 58 miles an hour, or both. It has been scientifically shown that one inch diameter hail can cause property damage. Hail less than one inch in diameter can make some small dents in cars, but generally doesn't knock out windows or damage the siding on your house. Although tornadoes aren't likely, a tornado could develop out of a severe thunderstorm, and if rotation is detected on radar, then the National Weather Service will upgrade the severe thunderstorm warning to a tornado warning. Occasionally, thunderstorms will have the ability to drop tremendous amounts of rain, so the National Weather Service will issue some type of flood warning. A flash flood warning is a little different from a flood warning. <laughs> a flash flood warning is issued when heavy rain falls in a short amount of time, causing water to quickly pond on roadways and cause a rapid rise in creeks and streams. A flood warning or aerial flood warning is issued when a gradual or persistent flood event is happening. Sometimes flood warnings extend for up to a few days, where a flash flood warning generally lasts several hours. A widespread heavy rain event will put stress on area lakes because of all the runoff that happens when the ground becomes completely saturated. Lakes will continue to rise for a day or two after the rain event has ended, so the flood warning or aerial flood warning could last for some time. A high wind warning is issued when sustained wind speeds of 40 miles an hour or greater are expected, or for wind gusts of 58 miles an hour or greater. These strong wind conditions will make driving difficult, especially for those driving high-profile vehicles. Many times high wind warnings are issued for places on the backside of powerful low pressure systems. Red flag warnings are issued for high winds combined with low humidity. These conditions can cause fires to quickly get out of control, so burning should be prohibited due to the dry grasses and vegetation. In the winter category, a variety of warnings can be issued. A common one is the winter storm warning. 
The criteria for this depends on where you live in the country. For places that don't generally get a lot of snow, like the southern states, a winter storm warning could be issued when snow accumulations are expected to be four inches or more. In the northern states, where snow is common, the winter storm warning criteria could be for a snowstorm that drops more than six or seven inches. Winter storm warnings are also issued for life-threatening combinations of heavy snow and ice. An ice storm warning is issued when ice accretions could be greater than one quarter inch. Travel could become very difficult or next to impossible. And when you get ice accretions greater than one half of an inch, then trees and power lines could start coming down. A blizzard warning is issued when high winds, very cold temperatures, and snow are expected. Whiteout conditions will be likely, so travel is highly discouraged. A freeze warning is normally issued in the fall when sub-freezing temperatures are anticipated for several hours, killing vegetation and then officially ending the growing season. Sometimes freeze warnings are issued in the spring after the growing season has started and the sub-freezing temperatures could kill off some weak plants. A wind chill warning is issued when high winds combined with very cold temperatures will produce wind chill values well below freezing. Skin exposure in these conditions will freeze quickly and cause bodily harm. In the summertime, we have heat warnings or excessive heat warnings, and they are issued when high temperatures combined with high humidity can affect the body. Heat has a cumulative effect on the body. Day after day of exposure to excessive heat can cause dehydration, exhaustion, heat stroke, and possibly death. Heat warnings or excessive heat warnings can last for several days, so if you're under this type of warning, then stay in air-conditioned places and try not to do strenuous activities outdoors. In the marine department, tropical storm warnings are issued for coastlines when a tropical storm with sustained winds of up to 73 miles an hour are expected. A hurricane warning is issued when sustained winds of 74 miles per hour or greater are expected. A cousin to the hurricane warning is the hurricane force wind warning in which winds of 74 miles an hour or greater are expected but are not associated with a hurricane. Special warnings are the avalanche warning and those are issued in the mountains when an avalanche is likely to occur. Skiers should avoid the mountain slopes when an avalanche warning is issued. A tsunami warning. They are rarely issued, but are in the database of warnings from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Powerful earthquakes can occur, which shift the tectonic plates in the oceans. Tsunami waves begin deep in the ocean and can travel up to 500 miles per hour. These waves can make their way to islands and mainland coastlines, although their momentum decreases the farther out from the initiation point. If these waves reach islands, then there will be a rise in sea level and residents should seek higher ground. How high the water rises depends on how far away the tsunami was generated from the island. Coastlines will experience a rise in ocean levels, 
and a fast influx of water invades the land mass. This can happen so quickly that often people don't have time to get out of the way. This weather school has focused on many of the warnings issued by the National Weather Service. Advisories are issued when the lesser of these hazards occur. For example, a winter weather advisory is the lesser of a winter storm warning. A freezing rain advisory is the lesser of an ice storm warning. Advisories are still impactual and are indicators that a hazard is imminent. Bottom line, warnings should never be ignored. It's the function of the National Weather Service to inform the public of situations that could greatly affect your life and property. Always be prepared. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you go with some of the warnings. I mean, there is no way I could take all the time to do a weather school in less than 10 minutes to say all of the different kind of warnings that the National Weather Service can issue. There's a lot that we never hear about. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You I can mean, go through some of the apps that, that they, they, they will offer it if you want that type of warning. And it's like, what? Yeah. Why, do you, why, why would I want that? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, there, there's just... We need it around here. Yeah, yeah. there's so many. And like, you, like you're saying, I mean, it's all local. I mean, we would not... Uh, I mean, I, I, I touched on avalanche warning. Well, we wouldn't need avalanche warning in Branson. You know, you no. would if you're in Denver or maybe Crestone or something. Okay, well, I think it's time to get to the next segment, which is This Week in Weather History. So, Corey, what you got? This Week in Weather History in 1994. I don't remember this, but Hurricane John. Do you remember Hurricane, Hurricane no. John? No, not at all. About 345 miles south of Hilo, Hawaii. Hilo or Hilo? Hilo. Hilo, Hilo yeah. Hawaii. Had winds of 175 miles an hour and pressure at 920 millibars. And that's or 27.17 inches of mercury. It made it one of the strongest hurricanes ever in the Central Pacific. It was also one of the longest lasting tropical cyclones recorded in in both the Pacific Ocean and worldwide. Oh, it was a wow. named storm for how long? 31 days. No way. 31 days. Can you imagine? A month? How do I not remember that? 1994 wasn't that long ago. No, I was in high school, so I was busy doing other things. But wow, yeah, a tropical storm slash hurricane, Cat Five. John was also. I didn't say Cat Five that whole time, just from beginning to end. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Uh, John was also the farthest traveling tropical cyclone in both the Pacific Ocean and worldwide, with a distance traveled of. Get this. Okay. 7,165 miles. No way. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And that's no, around, no other hurricanes have even come close. Well, that that's like what, around the earth, like three times. But it started yeah. well over, over by Mexico, and it, it, it meandered well past Hawaii. That, that's the thing is they start meandering, and uh -huh. they go in a circle. And, and, and that's one of those... Those one not uh, was it Chantel or whatever in the in the uh, Atlantic a couple of weeks ago where we had like 
tropical. Sounds lasted like a day. It was long before that. Yeah, but but if you looked at the National Hurricane Center, it was like it it, it put it, it in loop? a circle. <laughs> and I thought, yeah. okay. Well, this one went for a straight line until it got well east or west, sorry, of Hawaii. And then the little loop de loop and went north, seven thousand miles. Can you imagine? Thirty one days. Got to check that out. I mean, I had no idea, absolutely no idea. Yeah. The lo- the longest running hurricane or typhoon or whatever, I guess, if it's over there, thirty thirty one days. Out- wow. And it outdistance previous record holos, Hurricane Fico, in the Pacific, and that was forty seven hundred miles in nineteen seventy eight. And Hurricane Faith went. 6850 6850 miles in 1966. Oh wow. So yeah. Now for 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 uh days of existence it surpassed Hurricane Tina in the Pacific of 24 days in the 1992 season. So Now what when was Andrew? Is that 91? That was 91. I'm pretty sure we it just was now passed the anniversary of Andrew as a hit, hit Florida as a Cat Five. I forget how many years it said it was. It was in the early '90s for sure. Yeah, because I moved to St. Louis in '89, uh, late '89, and I do I do remember I was at uh, West Point West Point Apartments. It's very vivid of having the TV and watching Andrew as it came on board, and that has to be somewhere around. 90s. And that was about the time you know when. Cable networks were really picking up, and 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 they were putting men on the street with the wind and blowing, and it's like, but you can't stand in a, in a hurricane, a Cat Five hurricane. Oh gosh, no! <laughs> oh gosh, no! Of course, now they have them to where it was ni- 1992. By the well, way, well, I mean, you could if you had like a rope. Well, yes, but but, <laughs> but that's still dangerous. That's you can have thing, pieces of metal hitting you, and yeah, you do and not now you want have that. Networks kind of faking it, you know, where it looks like they're in. Deep water, and they're actually in ankle deep water. Oh, yeah. all of this CGI stuff. It's its just crazy. <laughs> hey, before we get to the next segment, were, weren't you telling me something before the podcast of like Morgan County or something, uh, Morgan City or something in Missouri? Oh, yeah, Missouri. Morgan County, Missouri. Yeah, uh, like near Versailles or something that they had like 24 well, as inches. Of, as of something? an hour and a half ago, they had 24 inches of running water on the highway. Now, this is in Missouri. Yeah. This is not like a hurricane place. This is like Missouri. Well, it ended up washing the entire road out. Wow. So they had some rain up there. I'm looking at, I, I was looking at some rainfall totals and they had five inches in a very short amount of time. That, well, yeah, well, you know, if it's anything like what happened today with us, six inches an hour rainfall rate, it, it had to have been, Corey. It had to have been. Six inches an hour. I mean, well, well, yeah. It didn't rain that long, and I got an inch and a half. It was crazy. No, so I, I had it on my notes, and I wanted to make sure and tell it in the podcast. But okay, so we've done that. So let's get to the next segment. It's the weather word of the week, and this week stormed our weather weather word of the week is. I don't know. Let me look. Oh, wait. psychogenesis. <laughs> oh. Wait. It is cyclogenesis. Yes, congratulations. And we got, we got a bunch of new mean? warnings I'm doing over here, and I just happened to look at cyclogenesis. I know how to pronounce cyclogenesis. <laughs> <laughs> well, cyclogenesis is the development of strengthening or strengthening of a cyclonic circulation in the atmosphere. 
cyclogenesis may refer to a number of different processes that occur under a variety of conditions and at a variety of scales, all of which result in the formation of some sort of cyclone. For instance, tornadoes are a type of mesocyclone whose development may be variously described as cyclogenesis or more specifically, tornadogenesis. We like that. Tornadogenesis. Yeah. And I mean, if you're uh, one of these uh, English people, English majors or whatever, genesis means beginning. So a cyclogenesis would be the beginning of a cyclone. I mean, and, and they, they actually use the, the genesis suffix. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at, at English, so I'm just saying that. <laughs> but the, the, the genesis part on a lot of things, you have tornadogenesis, frontogenesis, Cyclogenesis. There's there's so many things in weather. Genesis of the rock group with Phil Collins. Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> they were good. my favorite. Actually, I liked them. I like that. I like Journey and I like Genesis. Uh, I uh, is Journey still around? They tour. They t- I guess they're still yeah. around. Wow. I don't know. I wish John Donna Summer was still. I like Donna. Our Summer. friend and fellow weather enthusiast. Um, over in Rocky Comfort, mm-hmm. uh, is under a severe thunderstorm warning. So, he- oh, Cade, Cade, oh, Cade, Cade Willoway. Yeah, you know, I admire that kid. Sixteen years old. He's sixteen years old. He he did a live cast the other day. I, I I think you joined it too. He knows what he's talking about. He needs to keep up and 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 keep doing this because you know, kudos to you, Cade. Keep doing it. He's got some really cool graphics. He's getting into the groove. I mean, he's still going going to to high school. And let me tell you this. Yeah. It can be very frustrating when there's severe weather happening and you cannot do anything about it. Oh, I know. And if he's in school, I wonder if his teachers, they kind of, I'm sure everybody knows he's a weather enthusiast. Rocky Comfort's not a big school. No. I wonder if they're a little, give him a little leeway. Because I did see him post something during school hours today. It could have been between classes. I don't know. That's true. That's true. You know, I, I got to here. Hang on just a second. I'm going to. He and I had a, a really cool conversation the other day. I got to figure out if I can find it uh, or whatever. But yeah, I mean, he was talking about the tornadoes that went through. Uh, yeah, if I can't find it. Tornadoes that went through Rocky Comfort that just took out a lot of. Uh, a lot of there it is. Uh, yeah, I got to find it. Oh yeah, yeah. A tornado went right through there. A, a couple of them actually, but and he said that the that the people at the school knew that he knew knew weather, and uh, yeah, I mean we we had a great conversation. Uh, he said as soon as he saw it go past, he got a call from the chief of police. Uh, told him needed Rocky needed to be locked down, check on his family because uh, the tornado came through. Yeah, I mean, he's had some experience. Let's put it that way, you know. And like the, he the, wants to be a meteorologist and he wants to go to OU Meteorology School, and that's that's oh, the school that's to perfect. go to. Yes. That's where you go. Oh yes. Oh yeah. I mean, hats OU's off to Kate, sixteen years old, Rocky Comfort. Yeah. So if you Willaway, uh, Willaway, mm-hmm. yeah. he has yeah. a page called Willaway Weather. And yeah, so check him out on Facebook. We're giving a little, little, little punch there for him, and uh, you know he follows a lot of us, uh, average weather enthusiasts out here. So you know anybody that's that young, just go for it. So we love that. 
So anyway, yeah, maybe we'll have him on the podcast. Maybe someday. so. I don't know. I, and uh, yeah, we'd like to get these young people. I want to get Garen back on. You he wants to come on. Yeah, well, he's probably back in school now, isn't he? He is, for sure. Yeah, and probably taking pictures and dazzling his teachers. He took some pictures today and sent them to me, but I was so busy, I didn't I even looked at him yet. Well, yes, yeah, because I was in Springfield. You had to man everything. <laughs> yeah, and uh, right now, I mean, we, we've been doing lots of stuff here at Stormdar Weather. Um, it is 1037 at night, and we are seeing a whole bunch of uh, severe events going on. Marshfield is under severe. Uh, Goodman, <clears throat> Stella, Pineville, and, and... Most of Benton County, Arkansas. That's a huge warning. Yeah, it goes all the way down to Tahlequah and Mays County, Oklahoma. From Pea Ridge to Westville to Scraper to Lost City. Yeah, that is a huge warning. But uh, we, we don't know. I mean, we see some broken activity near Galena and stuff. And, I mean, you and I stepped out during the weather school. I wanted to go outside and see if we saw lightning. And there's lightning all around to the north and Wouldn't be surprised if we get a new uh, watch. I know, not in podcast land, because you'll be listening to this when it's all over, but yeah. I predict a new watch coming. I don't know. I'm I'm just waiting for an MD. I mean, the Storm Prediction well, Center. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I predict a new watch MD? coming, because MD? I saw the MD. <laughs> well, you didn't tell me about it. Here I am. Oh, I my gosh. Watch. I just you know came up with that myself. <laughs> well, see, here I am talking on the podcast, and you're over there. Yeah, you, you should see this. I was going to tell you. Corey's got his iPad. He's got his laptop. He's got his phone. He's got I'm the, talking to spiders in the field. The M&Ms. And the video in. I'm, M&Ms. Yeah, yeah you got. Yeah, you, I'm going to get some more. Get the jumbo size M&Ms. <laughs> this is the jumbo size M&Ms. It takes me a good four two, months to go through. I've got two or three podcasts to get through oh, the whole. <laughs> Oh gosh. Okay, so I'm I'm reading this uh reading this MD now. Uh broken band is severe strongest severe storms and likely occurring, blah blah blah. Well, I'll tell you what, we're not gonna bore you on the podcast. Just know that we are following it and uh Yeah. That's what we do. That's what we do. So I think uh, the the best thing for us right now is like we probably just better wrap up this podcast because if they are gonna issue another watch, you and I are not going to bed anytime soon well this is early for us uh, for me anyway i don't know about you well 10 40 yeah it's not bad i think 10 40 but anyway uh you got anything else you want to add with the podcast people before we shut her down you guys have a nice week and we will be back next week yes. if not sooner if I don't see any severe weather this week, but, you know, no, enjoy I mean, the nice temperatures. Yeah, everything is, I mean, like I said earlier in the podcast, we're going to cool down, get some nice 80s. I want to be out there playing disc golf. I'm going to drag you out there with me. That'd, that'd be great. We'll, drive, we'll drag the wife out there, me, and see what we can, see if we can hit the, what are they called? Bunker. That's what they're called. I, no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what they're called. Basket. Someone has to know. Yeah, it's basket. Yeah, basket. Looks like a basket. It is. Bunch of chains. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll show you. We're, you know what? I tell you what. For your podcast people, we'll we'll post some pictures. Yeah, we'll we will. Storm Dar weather disc golf. I like that. <laughs> <coughs> okay, my voice is going. So let's wrap this thing up. Be sure to look for us on Facebook at Storm Dar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. 
Also, check out our merch store and our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.